Hey, drinking buddies. Guess what time it is? It is the last show of the year. Hey, I just want to say, sincerely, thank you. Thank you for being a part of the show. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for everything. Thank you for tweeting at us. And just, you know, being part of the madness that is this show. 2018 is going to be an even bigger year. More guests, more booze, more wild stories. Holler at us. Tell us who you want to hear on the show. This is your show too. We don't just do this for us. We do it for you. Thank you again for being part of this. And please, tell your friends. Also, if you could go to iTunes and rate us five stars, that would be fucking awesome. You know, bigger the show gets, more people that listen, better the guests will be. Before we get into it this week, just a quick word from our sponsors, the people that make this shit happen. First and foremost, this week's episode is brought to you by our friends at Ghost Tequila. 80 proof, 100% agave, Blanco tequila infused with ghost peppers. It fucking hits the spot. Shit will make you feel alive, my friends. Buy it at www.ghosttequila.com or at your local liquor store if you're in one of the states that happens to carry it. It's expanding. Hopefully by the end of 2018, it will be fucking everywhere. It's a new brand. It's fucking awesome. We're also brought to you by Laughable, the number one comedy podcast app on iOS. Not only can you subscribe to your favorite shows, your favorite artists, you can buy tickets in-app. It is the best podcast app. It's coming real soon for Android, so in the meantime, go to www.laughable.com or the iOS store to download it. Now that we got the sponsors out of the way, this week's episode is comedian Richard Jordan, a.k.a. Sober Rich. Richard tells some stories about his time abroad, living in Madrid, how he got started in the Groundlings, and a whole lot more, guys. So, pop a bottle, kick back, relax, enjoy the show. What's going on? Welcome. Thank you. It's good to be here. I think it's good to be here. I'd hope it's good to be here. I'm glad to see you have both your feet still. For now, but who knows what the future holds. So what the fuck happened with your feet? Like I looked at your Instagram story and it looked like something out of fucking science fiction. So, um, uh, probably over a decade ago, I was playing basketball barefoot. And I stubbed my toe, and I lost my big toenail. And when you lose your big toenail, or any toenail, it uh, most likely is not going to grow back correctly. It might grow back thicker or kind of uh, rigid in some way and just brittle. And there's not much they can do about it. Uh, you can't like uh, there used to be well there still is there's some medicine called Lamisil which you have to take orally because it's not you have like a, a fungus it's not a fungus from being dirty it's a fungus from injury and okay it, and it causes <laughs> things your nails to grow because it's 
on, in the root of the nail because you lost your whole nail. Like, we all have some, some fungus on our feet. Yeah, well, I mean, all over our bodies. We yes. Have, uh, and there's bacteria in our guts, too. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, not exactly. I, we're going on a different subject now. But anyway, <laughs> um, so you they up until recently, the only thing they could do was give you this oral medicine, Laramacil, which has a 50% success rate, but also has a chance of uh, screwing up your liver. So, and now there's a new treatment called, like this laser treatment, which is supposed to work, and there are no negative side effects. But I've had to pay, I went through my fourth and supposedly my final treatment. But now the root, the whole nail has to grow out. So I have no idea if it worked, or I just paid them money because this is not covered under any insurance. Ew. So maybe, maybe, I mean, I think they just made up this whole floor treatment thing. I mean, I'm sure if it works, why wouldn't one treatment work? I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Well. As I've said to the audience multiple times, don't take medical advice from me. It's bad. You can take medical advice from me, though. I'll tell you. Stuff. I'm not. I am also not a doctor. I'm also not a doctor, but I'll tell you. I'll tell you to talk to your doctor. That's my medical advice. So is the Lamisil why you don't drink? I'm not on Lamisil. But when you were, is that why you originally stopped? No. I just don't drink because I don't drink. There's no real weird story. Oh, okay. There's nothing wrong with that. I didn't imply that there would be something wrong with that. <laughs> but why, why do you have to... Why does everyone need a reason or a story? I used to make up that... Uh, there were two stories I used to make up. And then one was that I wrapped my Maserati around a tree and I realized I had a problem. And people were like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And people believe it because well, it's like... Because it's Hollywood. Well, it's specific that it's a Maserati. Like you, you have, for a story to be believable, it has to be specific. Right. And a Maserati is like, if I had said Lamborghini, people would be like, okay, man, what was, like that, that's maybe too much. But Maserati is kind of like, like middle-class people have Maseratis here. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I get targeted Facebook ads all the time to lease one. Yeah. And the other story is that my uncle used to get drunk and molest me. So I, that didn't go over as well. <laughs> I wonder why. I don't know. People would be like, oh, man, I understand. But then I would go and say, hey, well, well I actually was 25 at the time. <laughs> and still bad reactions on that? Yeah. But I just got, you know, you get annoyed when people are like, you know, you need a reason for it. Like, why? I don't like Indian food. No one needs a reason. How dare you not like Indian food? No, I'm just fucking with you. Well, the thing about when you don't like Indian food is people are actually, they're always like, oh, you just haven't had the right place. No, I've had the right place. I've had every fucking place. You know what? It's all the same. It's slop on bread. And you know what? Naan is good. But you know what? All fucking uh, fresh baked bread is good. It's not Especially specific. covered in garlic and butter. Yes. It's not specific to Indian food. or like every, every nationality has a bread. And if it's fresh baked, you're like, hey, this is pretty good. I'll agree with that. You better. Or what? Um, Gonna club me with the Perrier bottle? Probably not. I don't, violence is not the answer. <laughs> Unless you want to hurt someone, then it's the, 
it's the answer. Well, I hope five minutes into this you don't want to hurt me. So, mm. not yet. Generally, that's reserved for about hour two. Hour? This is. I have to be here for two hours. Oh yeah. <sighs> Who's gonna listen to this for two? Hours? Who's gonna listen to me talk about Indian food and tome fungus? If they haven't stopped listening by now, they are not. La- they, they will stop soon. We'll find out. I will find out in angry tweets and iTunes reviews. All right. Sounds good. Because I'm a big drinker myself, I'm always curious when people don't drink. Uh-huh. Just because so much social interaction happens around drinking, around bars. Right. So it's always curious why people, you know, nine, nine out of ten people don't drink because they have a, a reason, like they wrap their Maserati around a tree. Right. So it's always cur- I'm always curious about people who are just like, nah, it's not for me. No, I mean, I just... I went out, I was going out, I was living in Europe when I was 18, I was living in Madrid, and you can go out, the drinking age is 16, and I still wasn't drinking, and I was going out, all, literally, you know, like, not like all, like I literally, in Madrid, you go out literally all night long. Oh, I've been, it's, I love Madrid. Yeah, you come at home, you leave, and you leave these discotecas, as they say, and uh, uh, the sun is out, not rising. It is out, and it's it's harsh when it hits in your eyes as you're leaving. It's great. I loved it. It's great. It is actually great. Um, I think it's kind of settled down a little bit since this was a long time ago. But um, I haven't been back to Spain in a while. So, what brought you to Spain as a teenager? Um, one of my friends, one of my best friends had a Spanish exchange student his senior year and we all became friends and we decided his, he, the exchange student who was from Las Palmas in the Canary Islands, for those of you who don't know, the Canary Islands are, uh, Spanish islands, which are not really close to Europe though. They're all more, um off the west coast of Africa. And uh, I believe they have the largest telescope in the world. Fun fact. (laughs) (laughs) Not so fun. Anyway, um, so his mom had a apartment in Madrid. So she kicked out the residence and the three 18 year old guys, two of whom are American, lived in Madrid, which was a recipe for disaster. And we, me and my friend Brad, Brad Hoover, as you all know, no one knows. Uh, we played water polo there and traveled around and um, le- lived a crazy discoteca lifestyle. So what's what wild shit went down in Madrid while you were there? You're 18. Though you're sober, I'm sure you got into some shenanigans while you were there? Nothing too crazy. You just go out and it's like, it was my first time actually out of the country and you're not ready. I mean, it's just like laws. <laughs> it seemed like it was a, there were no laws there. Like no one cared. You could park your car anywhere and no one mind. And there was these small Euro cars, which we don't have here. And sometimes we just be out with a bunch of group of people and we just would pick up a car and move it. Just because like that, how crazy small is that car? Let's move it to the middle of the street where it wasn't parked. <laughs> and then... That was, I never really got into real trouble. Um, I don't know. 
No, I think I was okay. Just okay? Yeah, I mean, there's obviously weird experiences just traveling around Europe. Please, enlighten us. What can you share with the group? Um, well, I'll tell you a story. This, now we're, going, we're still going through that whole like Me Too thing, right? Yeah. Are we? Is it over with? It seems like there's new things next every, week, next every week. year. Next week it'll be over. So I went to Paris by myself once. And I was literally sitting in the square right in front of the Notre Dame, the cathedral, where the hunchback was and other things. I think, is that what the hunchback was? Yeah, I'm, it's definitely not where the football team is. Oh, yeah. So, um, did I say Notre Dame, Notre Dame? How are you supposed to pronounce it? Notre, Notre Dame. Yeah. Notre Dame, okay. The Indiana's, and I the was Indiana sitting, folk called And Notre I was Dame. sitting down, and I was literally, I was listening to I literally had a tape player. I had like a Sony yellow, I think it was the Sportman or the, remember that thing? Yeah, that was the Sportman. I had one of those and I was sitting to it, I was listening to it in the middle of the night in that square and then this weird, I assume he was French, he just walked up kind of across the plaza, still like a good distance from me, maybe like, let's say 35 yards, right? Right. And... And I'm listening, and I look over at him, and I'm not pretty patient. I look up, and he's jerking off and looking at me. Like straight eye contact? I don't, I mean, I'm just like, and I'm just like, whatever. And I'm like, I'm getting the hell out of here. And then I left there. And then I went to some restaurant that was closing. And then I was like, no, there's nothing, and I walked down the street, and I saw the Hotel California. I'm like, that's where I'm staying, and I got a room at the Hotel California. That I didn't, I didn't get molested or anything, but you know, he didn't even shoot his load on you. No, no, no one has ever shot their load on me. I'm happy to say. Well, I'm happy for you too. If that's no one right. has tried to shoot and missed, also, no one was like. You know, how long have you been in Hollywood? That's never happened to you. Come on, I mean, I feel like that's a weekly occurrence. You got to dodge a load here or there. You know, when I saw Sansa Lambs as a kid, I and you know the first scene where uh, Jodie Foster walks down the hall and that first guy's like, "I can smell your cunt." Yep. And then she walks back. That guy's like jerking off, and he throws his load like across through the bars, and like I didn't understand what had happened then. I was like, "What the hell was that?" <laughs> And then I saw it like not maybe not recently, but again, as an adult, as an adult, and I was like, oh. And but also it's like that—that's a hell of a shot, like through the bars, laying down, you know. Yeah, yeah. Especially like, dude must have a very vivid imagination. Like, yeah. there's no nudity involved there, and he's just like getting enough pressure to fucking shoot across. The- yeah, and doesn't he say "gotcha" or something? Like, he's proud of his shot. I would be too. That's Guinness Book of World Records level of shot. Yeah, but that's I think that's also like a um, like an instinct to like uh, to reproduce. Like that's the closest he's gonna get to getting his sperm to a female. He's like he's he's stuck. He's like this is my chance. He's got one chance to throw it, and if, and hopefully that sperm s- swims all of her body. He really doesn't understand how biology works, does he? Maybe he does. This is what's what other chances he have? He's not getting out of there. He might behave well and get let go one day. Maybe he gets a conjugal. I don't know. I don't think that place has conjugal. 
Uh, once again, not a mental health professional. Don't know. Just remember, we're all crazy in our own ways. Even you. Oh, yeah. Duh. Obviously. I have never claimed to be sane. Good. Good. Is this going well? You think people are still listening? Are they like the, the Silence of the Lambs references? I hope so. If they turned it off, they turned it off. It's just for you and I right now. It's all us. It's all us. It's all us. Yeah. That was, uh, that was a good one. Too bad Hannibal was garbage. Hannibal? Eh, we know, I don't know, garbage. I would say like... The, like the room is garbage. It's just like not as good. It's not anywhere as good. If you had to rank them all, I never saw the Manhunter. That was actually the first one. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, that one's really good. Wait, if we had to rank up, wait, are we counting the Hannibal TV series as a? In the no, we're just too? calling the movies. Just the movies. Because I haven't watched the television show. I never understood. I watched a little of the show, and I never said so. Hannibal. Where is he supposed to be from? Because Anthony Hopkins is British and just speaks British. He doesn't right. Speak. And then this other guy on the TV show, isn't he? I think he's like Danish or something. Like that guy in real life is Hans Milkins or what, whatever his name is. I have no idea. I've never watched the show. Well, it was okay. It was okay. I feel like most TV shows that are based on movies don't even pretend to have continuity with the movies. Fucking Highlander, the show, has nothing to do with the fucking movies. Yeah. You've seen Highlander, right? I was a big Highlander uh, fan of, of the original movie. Me too. But even that, you so you had Sean Connery. Who's supposed to be Spanish. Or Egyptian. I don't understand. Yeah, it's all over the place. And he's, he's just Sean Connery. And then Christopher Lambert, supposed to be Scottish, but he's French. French Can- I think he's French-Canadian. I thought he was just French. And then, and then there's a one point where he's like, haggis, haggis. And there's, they're talking about, and John Connor's like, whoa, what is haggis? Disgusting. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's so, I don't know if that was intentionally stupid or like, but. I don't know. And Clancy Brown is supposed to be some crazy Eastern European. The Kurgan. Still the Clancy, the- I never knew that guy's name. Really? Clancy Brown. I always, I mean, he was. He's the fucking Kurgan. Yeah, he is. He is. But he's also done a ton of other things. He was one of the prison guards in Shawshank Redemption. I know. I know. What, wait, what? He was... Uh, uh, wasn't he Green Mile prison guard too or something? No. No, not Green Mile. Pet Cemetery he was in. That was another big thing he did. Yep. Hell, he was a voice on Rick and Morty. That's... That's that's his what's it Clancy Brown? Yep, Clancy Brown, Clancy Brown. You would never look at that guy and be like Clancy. I I I I'd be like Clancy. That was your first impression, like when you saw that guy, you're like that's a Clancy. I just thought like the armor was kind of cool. That's pretty much my first glimpse of him was that oh that scene where they show the Kurgan with the skull and yeah oh. Highlanders are as silly and campy as it is at points. It's still a really well done movie. Right. It's very entertaining. Yeah, especially with this one point, there's like the guy who runs the motel and he's got like a really bad herpes outbreak. And then sends a hooker up. Yeah. Wonder where he got the herpes. <laughs> hey. Um, don't we all have herpes? 
Isn't it like statistically yes? Seventy percent of the population has herpes, and ninety nine in Los Angeles, and ninety nine in Los Angeles, ninety nine. Everyone has herpes. I mean, I think there's a musical there. I thought that was a song for Avenue Q. I've seen Avenue Q. I've seen Avenue Q on Broadway. Well, for, bravo. Uh, I, don't, I don't want to be that guy who's like, I've seen it. <laughs> I'm Mr. Classy. I didn't think it was very good, to be honest. Really? I haven't seen it. I just the, heard the super catchy song, The Internet is for Porn. It's just weird. There's these people standing with their puppets as if you're not supposed to realize that there's a person there. I guess that was the gimmick. There was a song called It Sucks to Be Me. I don't know. I've never seen it. Tell us. What's it about? I don't know. It's just people. It's supposed to be... I think it was like a parody of Sesame Street. Oh, definitely. And... With Gary Coleman, (laughs) played by a woman. That's That was what... Yeah, it wasn't very... uh, I don't know. I feel like the quote... the, 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 The... I like musicals, and I feel like... I would assume so if you went to see one on Broadway. I've seen several on Broadway. What's so, your favorite? Um, I'd have to say it's uh, that I've seen... I have saw Phantom of the Opera, and I thought it was the best. But I don't like the ones that are trying to be funny, for the most part, other than like Little Shop of Horrors. The, 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 yeah, like, I don't know. Okay, I'm not Avenue Q. I would not say, <laughs> oh, you have to see Avenue Q. I would also say you don't have to see Rent either, but that's up to you. Sometimes you know how things are like, oh, it's this thing's important because it's about some subject matter that, whatever. Either it's, well, Rent. The guy died right before it came out, and then also there was like all this. Everyone, I think everyone dies in Rent except for one guy, and they all die from AIDS because they're all having sex with each other. Not I, a good plan. Are you aware of this? I think this is what happens. I mean, I knew everyone had AIDS. I didn't know everyone died. Spoilers. No. Spoilers for the audience at one, home. I think one person lived. There's one, I, was in, I was watching Rent in the theater and in New York, and there's a... a I think one of the characters is transvestite. And at the, at the intermission, there's a guy next to me, and he picks up the playbill, and he goes, I think one of them's a man. <laughs> just to himself. <laughs> just to him. Is this like a stuffy guy in a, like a cardigan sweater or some shit? No, he was just, just a regular guy. Just a guy from came to New York. going to check out a show. Heard Rent was good and was like... Oh, some dude from a flyover state? I don't. I don't like using the flyers. I think that's kind of de- uh, looking down on the good people of this country. Oh yeah, it totally is. And uh, well, hey, some some states aren't even flown over. I know. <laughs> they don't even get that amount. They're like it's just the. Uh, oh, I talk shit about everywhere. I mean, I'm from the Midwest, so I, I feel like I'm given some leeway on talking shit about the rest of the country. Okay, good. I mean, the truth is, you can talk shit about you know. The coasts as well. There's a lot of shit to be... Oh, yeah, definitely. How the fuck do we afford to live here? <sighs> I don't know. Uh, I, have to, I get asked that question every day, and I don't really have an answer yet, but I'm working on it. 
I work a bunch of jobs. That's how I afford to live here. Good answer. Good answer. And you afford all of this, all of this uh, luxury, new, new, uh, new construction living. There's new constructions all over Los Angeles. I don't know when it's ending. Hopefully it doesn't end because more new construction means rent prices don't keep going up as more people are competing for the same space. Hypothetically, it does mean that. But prices will always go up. Yeah, but they won't go at a 90-degree angle versus you know, a slight incline. Hey, I'm just hoping they pass the rent control bill because then I'm never leaving this place. You think people are still listening? Are listening to this... Us talking about rental uh, prices in Los Angeles. Is this a real estate podcast? Is that what's going on? Apparently it is. Well, let's get down to the nitty gritty. What's the... I don't, I don't even know what the nitty gritty... Talking about you and your comedy? Okay. My comedy. Um, well, let's start at the beginning. How'd you decide that you wanted to get into comedy? Where did it start? Um, I guess, uh, at a young age, I knew that I was, uh, naturally funny, like I didn't have to try, um, and also I could do, I was very good at doing voices and impressions at a young age. Do you have a favorite impression? I have none. (laughs) Okay. And I, I've retired from impressions, but I might come out of retirement considering it could you come out of retirement for just a half a second for the audience um I did if they're a, still listening i did course. a little sean connery but i tried not to i actually try not to do them too well because then i i can't i try to blend in with normal people because if you let them out too well they're like wait a minute something that was too good something who is this guy this is true. This is not, this is actually, I'm being completely honest. You're being completely honest. That, I like, try not to do them too well. If you did Sean Connery too well, I'd be convinced that Sean Connery was sitting in my living room. No, it's just, you just, you know, you just try to blend in, just try to blend in with normal people. You're missing it's, a toe. How are you going to do that? I'm not missing a toe. I'm not missing a toe. I, uh, I'm missing in a, an appendix. Well, many Americans are missing their appendix. True. Sorry, you're missing the, the nail off your big toe. No, I, it, grow, it grew back. It's just not growing back correctly. Maybe it will now. So is it super gnarly? Um, uh, I wouldn't say super gnarly. It's just a little, little discoloration and thickness. Do you want some pictures? Oh, yeah. To post online for, to promote this podcast? Definitely. This guy's disgusting toe. Listen to him talk. <laughs> talk about um, real estate and toe fungus. Best podcast yet. Best podcast ever. Sober Rich, the comedian. Why is, why is that just your name, by the way? Like everyone, I didn't choose that name. I just started getting called that. It's like because people had to describe who. We'd be like, who? Richard. Richard who? Sober Richard. That's that's kind of fucked up. Well, um, there are worse things to be called in this life. Definitely, definitely. We got sidetracked. This whole thing is sidetracking, isn't it? A lot of it. Tangents with tangents on themselves. Definitely. Okay, so um, 
after you want my life story, it's too crazy. People won't believe it. Come on with it. We've heard some. We've heard many crazy stories on this show. So if you can top some of the other crazy stories, I'll be thoroughly impressed. After after living in Madrid, I went to college at the University of California, Berkeley, which is uh, currently the only place in this country where we don't have a First Amendment. You uh, you can't speak there if you're talking about certain things yeah it's the ultimate safe space right um i don't even know what that means i don't know it's a very strange world we live in i would tell you this that um when i was there there was a cafe connected to the library called the free speech movement cafe and i used to study there and it was called that because in the 60s there was a literally a free speech movement at Berkeley, which was important for the First Amendment for the whole country, really. Definitely. Um, which I don't really know all the details of, but there was this guy by the name of Mario Savio who was like this leader, and he would go up there and speak. And I think most of it was anti-Vietnam uh, War things he was saying, which people and people were trying to stop him from saying these things. So there, the students uh, protested, protected him, so let him say these things. Now... Uh, the campus invites speakers or certain student groups on campus invite speakers. And I'll tell you right now, when I went there, I did not go see anyone speak. I was not aware of any speakers. There was no one who would be like, hey, this guy's speaking, let's go. I'd be like, not interested. The only thing I did do, I think, they'd show free movies sometimes. And uh, one time I went to one and my friend couldn't get in, so he pulled the fire alarm. Great story. Anyway, I'm going to try to do as many tangents as possible to get away from actual any kind of real story. But great, so that, that's just what the audience but, wants. But no real stories. That's no. it. This, um, but now I don't know if you're aware there uh, there are certain conservative student groups at Berkeley. Um, people don't know there actually are conservative students there, but who invite speakers. And sometimes these people are just like internet bloggers or podcasters like yourself. I'm and getting invited to Berkeley? Awesome. I, I will invite you as an alumni. Um, will they pay me an appearance fee? I don't know if they have a budget for that. I mean, I'll take a bottle of booze and 10 bucks. Um, they might be able to do that. Yes. Anyway, so now when one of these people come to speak... These there are protests to stop them, and sometimes these are protests by people who aren't students themselves. Are you talking about like the Milo situation? That's one, but that's I don't even know how many times this has happened. But also when it when it does, like when you're going to go speak at a, on campus in an auditorium, you're most you're speaking through a couple hundred people, right? I don't know, maybe a thousand. I don't think that there's not an auditorium that speaks, that seats a thousand there. I'll take your word for it. I don't so, know. So, yeah, I can tell you the biggest one's maybe five or 600. So instead of reaching those people who are already your fans, who are already listening, you're now, you're making national news by shutting down this person. Now, people who don't know who this person is are now Googling the story. 
Now this person's reaching more people. It's having a negative effect. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. On one hand, you shouldn't deny someone else's free speech to be able to protest speech that they feel is hate speech. It's fucked up. Both sides should be allowed to express their opinions. Right. I think so. Do we draw the line anywhere? It's hard to. It's hard to. I've seen arguments where, well, allowing Nazis and such like that to freely speak will eventually be the end of freedom of speech. And it's hard to argue with that. Well, I'm, oh, okay. You're gonna, so I'm going to tell you something right now. This is, we're getting off into another tangent. So what, what, what was the thing that just that happened with the Nazis and the tiki torches and all this? Oh, Charlottesville. Charlottesville. Okay, so... If you are in Charlottesville and you are American douchebag and you have a tiki torch and you start calling yourself a Nazi, that doesn't make you a Nazi. Like if you're in Germany and you have a tiki torch and you start calling yourself a a Navy SEAL, you're not a Navy SEAL. You're just an idiot. (laughs) Well, I I bet these people don't even know what like what the Nazi is. If they actually ask them to define it. Probably not. But guess what? If you identify as an idiot, I'm going to treat you like an idiot. Like people, people just put this, like, they just know a Nazi is a hated person. It's a symbol of, like, and they just psychologically, they just want to be hated. They're sad people. If you met these people, you wouldn't hate them. You'd be like, oh, this person, you'd be like, this is the most pathetic person I've ever met in my entire life. That's what you would think. Entirely possible. And I don't even hate those people. I pity them. Because their hatred obviously comes from lack of exposure, lack of education. Once you've been out in the world and experienced other cultures, been around people. Yeah. Once you've gone to the Canary Islands and seen the biggest telescope in the world, then you've really, you've really, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen the biggest. Lying to the audience. God damn. I, I didn't say I've ever, I just said it's, it's there. It's there. Not even sure it's there. I feel like I have to Google it. Everything is suspect. Listen, I will never lie to you. It's there. Unless they've, unless they've recently built a bigger one. It's entirely possible. But either way, the people that you know are racist, are Nazis, I pity those people. Right. I pity them because they've obviously never been out of their close-knit communities. They've never been exposed to anything else in even American culture that they just blindly dislike someone because of the melatonin in their skin or that they're Jewish. Like, what the fuck does that even mean anymore? I was thinking, remember they were like, they were saying Jews will not replace us. I was thinking we should do a Kickstarter, like put up statues of Jews all over the place. And I'm not Jewish, but I just thought that'd be funny. Like you're now instead of like Robert E. Lee, it'll be like Mel Brooks statue. That would be like because that's what I guess is that Mel Brooks is that what they're scared of? Someone's yeah, gonna put a Jewish statue. Sorry, the Jews I, already run the entertainment biz. You can't. You've already been replaced. Sorry. Right. Rob Reiner, Mel Brooks, just put up famous Jews everywhere. Spielberg. Spielberg. Um, James Caan. Is he Jewish? Jimmy Kahn? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Played a great Italian. I know. In, in. 
There's not much difference between Jews and Italians. We're really big about marrying and burying. Right. Well, didn't didn't the uh, thing about World War II is the Italians just get a clean slate. It's like they did. They had no part in it. They were they were the allies. They had the, you know they were like they see what's going on in Germany. They're like yeah we're we're on this guy's side. Yeah, they were just so grossly incompetent about it. Everyone's kind of like eh, whatever. Right. I mean, didn't they ship their Jews? Out? Wasn't that what the whole life is beautiful thing was all about? It was about the Italian concentration camps. I'm not sure, actually. Yeah, I think that's what. Yeah. So the, no, that's just kind of been wiped from history for the common person, I guess. Well, when you're really incompetent at waging war and your regime was kind of a joke during World War II, people kind of look, you know, see the greater evils of Germany and Japan. Right. And Austria. Austria was... Uh, was well, that was part of Germany at that point. Well, the thing about it, so like the whole world, basically every other country versus Germany, and you're like, we're gonna we see, see Hitler speak. We're like, eh, we're gonna be with Germany. We're, we 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 see we see this and uh, we're on board. Well, I feel like that alliance happened before Germany started taking over places. Yeah, who knows? I'm not a historian or a doctor. I'm just uh, I just think they get given a clean slate, and I'm Italian, so I'm talking about my own people. So people just think, hey. They're great. They make pizza. They make uh, meatballs. They have that funny city that's underwater. Yeah, that funny city underwater. I've been to that city. I've been to Venice, and it's a—it's uh, very strange. It's very bright. So much light. All the buildings are very, very light, and there's wa- light reflecting off of the water, and it's just—it's just very. And the pigeons are disgusting and all over the place. And so, what brought you to Venice? I was living in Spain, and I decided to do a, a Eurorail. There's a thing called a Eurorail pass, and you buy it, and for a year, I think you have a limited certain amount of trips you can take, and which is what a lot of Americans do. They buy the Eurorail pass, and they just go all over Europe, taking taking uh, either planned or not planned, just going, because it's just kind of, you're just winging it. And Venice is nice, but it's Venice doesn't seem like a real place. It's almost like going to Disneyland. I heard it's very touristy. Yeah, well, if, if you go to just to European cities, especially in the spring, t- summer or spring, it's just, it's overflow. It's like just going to Hollywood or uh, Boulevard at Hollywood Highland. It's like it's crazy, um, and it, it's been, and that's it's the equivalent of like oh people coming to L.A. I want to see L.A. and they go to the Walk of Fame and Disneyland, the Observatory, and they're like I love L.A. <laughs> these these are great. Yeah, not so much. That that is definitely not the real L.A. in any way, shape, or form for yeah. the folks listening. Other places. Don't come here. It's a shitty tourist town. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't even know what to show people other than like, there's the In-N-Out Burger. Get animal style. You do have everything here. I think, I think actually LA may has like some of the best food in the world. Like you can find any food good. But it's just okay. Like I don't feel LA does any food 
amazingly. I feel like there's other than I mean I feel like they do everything pretty good. I feel like Right, everything's average or slightly above average, but nothing's like, "Oh my god, I got to come here to try this." I guess it's just like a burrito stand. <laughs> that's like Right, no, no, there's that's, pretty good Mexican food. That's that's the that's kind of the 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 LA thing or just a mini mall sushi. <laughs> our, okay, our sushi is decent. I'll give it that. That I mean, that's that's what there. There's a little. What yeah? What else would you? Would we have? We do have pizza here. You can find it. It's just not on every block. Like if you in New York or, or or uh, I don't know where else we have. Our pizzas. Eh. It would. It's easier to find good pizza in LA than Mexican food in New York City. That's fair. I'm not sure I've ever actually looked for Mexican food in New York. If you if you need it, there's a place I haven't been there in a long time, but this place called La Esquina in Nolita, which is uh upstairs, it's look is like a little uh, taco stand, but it's an old speakeasy, so you have to like there's like a fancy restaurant downstairs. You have to go like through hidden doors through the kitchen and uh Used to be a hot spot. I don't know if it is anymore. Probably still is. But um, if you need, I want some, because I'm reaching so many people and I'm getting, this is free publicity for La Esquina. I want some uh, free dinners. At least one fucking taco. One Just taco. One fucking taco. That's all I, I, I think I want one, one, one taco. Three tacos. That's, three tacos. Three tacos. So are you originally a New Yorker? I was born in Brooklyn, and I was raised on Long Island till I was 11, and then moved to the Bay Area, but then to Spain. Nice. So what brought you from New York to the Bay Area? My father was a newspaper executive for the New York Daily News. All right. If you ever watched the old uh, Christopher Reeve Superman movies, the, uh, the, which I learned recently, almost all of the scenes were filmed in England which was upsetting. But one of the scenes which was not was the lobby of the Daily Planet. And that was where my dad worked. Oh, very cool. The Globe, uh, which is still there on 42nd Street, the old Daily News building. The Daily News is not there in that building. I don't think the Daily News is in that building anymore. I think the Daily News was sold off, which at the time was the biggest newspaper in the world. And now no one reads newspapers. But went from there to... (laughs) to uh, the San Francisco Newspaper Agency, which uh, was the Chronicle and Examiner with a Hearst paper. And uh, that's uh, where Phil Bronstein worked. If you know who Phil Bronstein is, he was the guy who got his feet eaten by a Komodo dragon with, uh, well, he's married to Sharon Stone. Great story. Well, good on him. Good on him. And uh, that's it. That is why we moved. Very cool. So did you start doing comedy in the Bay Area? No, I moved. I, I, well, after college, I wasn't sure what I was going to do. I came to L.A. for a little bit, and I did some research, and I joined the Groundlings, and I, and I had no experience, and I auditioned, and I got in. Nice. And... I only did one class there, and it was with uh, 
My teacher was Cheryl Hines from Curb Your Enthusiasm. And I don't think she liked me very much. Maybe she did. What did you do Actually, to her? Actually, what did you do to her? What did you do to piss her off? Don't quote me on that. No, I didn't do anything. I was just. Of uh, course, she didn't. No, I did was she just, invite you out for drinks? And you're like, sorry, I don't drink, even with you. No, she did invite me out, and we did. We went out at Cantor's one time. <laughs> it was me and her, and I forget who else was there. Did she want to fuck, and you turned her no, down? No, it didn't. We didn't go out. It was just like people from class hanging out. So she wanted to take you out in a safe environment before she tried to hit it. She is a Kennedy now. You need to watch it, buddy. Hey, if I get assassinated, I get assassinated. Okay, I guess you're getting assassinated. Um, no, that's, that's, that's all. I don't have any... Actually, it was... Uh, Kristen Shaw was in my class, too. I'm unfamiliar. She's... Uh, a lot of stuff. You Google her. Should we Google her? Yeah, we can Google her. She uh, was fa- Fly the Concords was like the number one fan girl on that show. She got a million credits, and and a guy named Big Dave Maddie who was uh, recently in Better Call Saul. Very cool. I love that show. He was Mountain. He was the seven foot guy. I don't know. I stopped watching. Oh, there her. You go. She was on 30 Rock forever. Was she? I never watched 30 Rock. Yeah, she, played, she was on the later seasons of 30 Rock. Yeah, I don't think she would remember me. Maybe she would. I remember everything, so it's all like yesterday. So do you have good stories with her? No, no. We just all hang out at intermission, like breaks from class. And she would always just go... Look at me and go, hey, you're a funny guy, funny guy. And then that was it. And then she invited me to some show. She had some, some guy was her good friend who was like really into music too. I think his name was John or something. I thought you remember everything. Come on. Not names. Everything but names? Yeah, not names. You could pick him out of a lineup. You just couldn't tell us who he is. I would tell you everything about his life and not his name. So where did he grow up? I don't know. He didn't tell me. Well, that's I unfortunate. Was, I think she was from Colorado or something, though. So. Let's look at her Wikipedia. Oh, she is from Colorado. Bravo. But I don't know that. I know that from then. I don't know that from now. Like, I just know that. Well, that's how memory works. Like, <laughs> I didn't tell you that. Uh, I'm not feeding you answers off mic. Yeah. So, are people still listening? Is this interesting? Is this part getting edited out? Do you edit out? No, not really. God. <laughs> what is the rating? I, I don't have even an iTunes. What, how do people get... How do you not have an iTunes? What's I mean, wrong? I think I do, but I don't use it. I use, like, actually have... I literally have... I've listened to MP3s still. Well, that's good. This well, actually, will be an MP3. I actually listen to Pandora more, I think. But... Um, I use... Do you remember the, the software Winamp? Oh, yeah. I you, still, can put, you put fucking skins on it? I still use Winamp. Why? <laughs> Why do you still use Winamp? Here's the thing. What was the last time it was fucking updated? It's great software. <laughs> it's not bad. <laughs> I'm not saying it's bad. It just seems very old-fashioned. Oh. using AOL for your internet, too? No. No, no, no. I mean, I have, I have an Amazon Echo, which I have connected to Pandora. 
I am very much up with the kids and the technology, but I, I have, for my MP3s, which some of whom, whom, which, um, I've created from ripping videos online to get certain songs because you can't do the Napster and LimeWire and, and Kazaa anymore. I would never encourage such things. Piracy is wrong. Well, piracy... <sighs> I mean, yeah, I guess it is wrong. It is wrong. No, it is wrong. When other people do it, it's wrong. When I do it, hey. When you do it, you're broke. You need, you need the music. There's certain thi- Okay, look. There's certain things like... All right. Like, if I was going to buy... Okay, let's, we were talking about music. Let's say I actually wanted the Fan of the Opera soundtrack. Certainly. And I, instead of buying it, I just, oh, I'll just download it all free online. Like, that's real piracy, right? That's, that's Definitely. Fake, well, real, real piracy is downloading it for free online and then sharing it or selling it. Okay, okay. But then the other thing is, like, if I'm with my friends and we're just talking about, like, themes to TV shows and I'm like hey let's get let's get the theme to Alf right now and I download like that's not something I was going to buy hell it's probably not commercially available right like there's certain things people that aren't aren't taking money out of the uh, out of uh, what's the word I'm looking for here you're not stealing someone's intellectual property for profit at that well, point well no I'm not taking money out of, of someone's pocket out of out of uh yeah sure sure you're not stealing someone's royalties you're not right. you know making their children go hungry it's not like oh they were going to make money off this except the piracy happened and now they're not making all that money off the alf theme song right you're not walking up to them and slapping a sandwich out of their hands right No, I, 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 did, I, did, I did slap a sandwich at someone's hands, but that was, he was asking for it. How, how does someone ask for someone to get, explain how someone asked for that? Okay, I made that story. I didn't do that. But lying, hypothetically, let's lying say. Lying to the audience. Let's say I had a, a pizza in my hand and someone slapped it out of my hand. And then I had, they had a sandwich and I like, well, they're asking for it. They brought it on themselves. Eye for an eye until everyone's blind. You're only blind when everyone has gotten ejaculation shot in their face. But you said you don't know what that's like. I don't. That's why I can see. So how long have you been in Hollywood that no one shot a load on you? Um, I'm, well, I'm, not in, I'm in Hollywood now. I don't live in Hollywood. But I mean, been part of the Hollywood system. Um, seven years. Seven years and no one has shot a load on you. That's pretty impressive. <sighs> I've seen some things, I'll tell you that much. Please, elaborate. I don't even know where to begin. I've not, I've not seen, I, I don't think I've ever, I've never seen a man shoot a load. Really? Not, I, well, I, 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 hope, I don't want to be there in person. I've seen it on, in pornography and such, but not actually like, hey, that guy's... And I don't want to see this. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Don't, I don't have no interest. So if what I'm, kind of porn do you watch? What kind of porn? Um, is this, well, that's a hell of a segue. It's a hell of a segue. You led right into it. Is, is, this, is, this, what, is this the kind of podcast we're going to be doing here? It is indeed. That's why I asked the question. All right. I would tell you this. Um, my porn watching is based on websites which where the thumbnails do not lead 
to uh, ads for things that are not the thumbnail. Is that a good description? No, that's a horrible description. That d- does not describe what kind of pornography you're into. I'm just very vanilla. I have. I wish I had. I don't have a better. I'm, I'm so boy girl. Boy, yes. Boy girl. So, do you like teens, milfs? Um, interracial. <laughs> interracial. Gang bangs. No, nothing. Nothing. I just. I literally just go. Oh, that girl looks hot in the thumbnail, and I click on it. And the girls are usually early twenties. Sometimes I may, maybe they're younger, but like I think that's just the porn age, isn't it? Eighteen's legal. I mean, isn't most? Isn't like the, it's like eighteen to like twenty four? They're done. No, there are plenty of performers that are over twenty four. Plenty, plenty. I would say the major. Well, I would say the majority of what I click on is. At least I think it's in that. So who's your favorite? I don't, I don't know. I don't have a favorite. I mean, these women bring you pleasure, bring you to orgasm, and you can't even bother to learn their names? I don't know their names. I didn't learn, there's no name. I, I thought you, you remember everything. I said I remember everything except names. Oh, fair enough. You did say that. Yeah. No, but I feel like there was a time where it was... I feel like there's... It's all like uh, a lot of Euro Eastern European thing, like, and I don't know that until like they start talking in the, in the video. Like, oh, I thought this was American, but um, are you saying that America has fallen behind in the porn race? We have fallen behind to Europe. I think that certain uh, California or LA legislature has caused the industry <laughs> to seek. Uh, different places to film without regulation without costs definitely and that I think, is 100% true I think the porn industry would would uh, would uh, back up that statement the porn industry in this, in this that is still here oh 100% I, I have friends that have been charged nearly six figures in you know prop B violations I think isn't it measure B measure B Prop B. See, I, I know it's Measure B because I know I remember things. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Measure B violations. I have, I have a friend who has charged nearly six figures in a Measure B violation. And what was the violation? Shooting without a condom. Sh- shooting without a condom. <laughs> Send her to the gas chamber. <laughs> How dare she? Right. In, in this, I remember when Measure B passed. It was that, and that's when we also made it illegal to give someone a shopping bag for free. These were the things, with all the problems in Los Angeles, these are the things that they said, we need to take care, we need to stop this. People are giving away shopping bags for free and they're shooting porn without a condom. This is, this is the problem. Of all the things happening. <laughs> I feel like it's just an anti-rubber movement, like anti-oil-based, you know, no plastic bags, no, co- or, nope, that didn't work, shit. Well, still, people can still, you still buy a bag for 10 cents, and still everything in the store is still packaged in plastic. Yeah. Oh, no. It, the, <laughs> the 10 cents is supposed to encourage people to use reusable bags. But do they? No. I end up just buying them, and then like, oh, I have, all, and I end up keeping them, and then like, oh, I have too many, and I'm just throwing them out again. Right. And those bags are harder to biodegrade because they're thicker right. than a standard bag. But uh, I, sometimes I get the paper bags, though. 
But that those are the laws. Those are the good, you know, making us more perfect society. That's with all the uh, murder and rape and I think one in seven cars doesn't have insurance. That's that's a more of an issue. I don't know how you deal with that, but that's stiffer fines for driving without insurance. I don't know. I don't know either. I, I couldn't tell you. I am not a policymaker. You're not a doctor. You're not a policymaker. Nope. I am just some asshole with some whiskey and a mic. Yes. Two mics. And the, and a soundboard which is having problems but hopefully that gets resolved yeah hopefully i don't have to fucking send this back to the manufacturer anyway um so back to your porn taste yeah i was i was gonna go back to i wasn't gonna avoid it okay okay so your ideal you know jerk off material because <laughs> that's what it is right that's why you're watching porn Get yourself off. Some of it's just, sometimes you just start laughing, though. Some of it can be funny. Oh, definitely. The porn I was in this year is up for best comedy. What? What is that? Jews love black cock. Oh, that's a, yeah, that's that's a good one. No, I haven't seen. I don't. You should. I don't. It's very funny. Is that like a feature length? Oh yeah. Because pretty much, I, I you know after five minutes, I'm done. <laughs> wow, the, just getting right to the point. I mean. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I do. I do notice something that uh, there's something that's happened recently. Where I'll, like I said, I just click on a link. Like that girl looks hot. That's the only thing in my head. Okay, well, let's go back to describing your hot girl, blonde, brunette, redhead. Um, I don't really care about hair color. I I probably prefer brunette. But that's not really that relevant. All right. Voluptuous, rail thin, short, tall. Um, probably voluptuous. Your breast man and ass man. Probably more breasts. C's, D's, E's, F. I feel like it's not the size; it's the shape. You know, like I feel like a good. So do you want you know perky nipples like? Pointing at the sky? I feel like that's unnatural. Pointing at the sky? Yeah, bad boob job. Point, like. Yeah, that's, that's disgusting. That's like... Hey, people are into it. That people are... just be, Okay, when I say something's disgusting and you say people are into it, that doesn't mean it's not disgusting. People are into disgusting things. Right. I'm asking if you're into disgusting things. No. No. You sure? No. No. If I was... No, you're not sure? If I was, I'd like Indian food. Your taste in women and Indian food are very different things. Right. Um, you seem unconvinced. Yeah. So, okay. You like large breasts. I don't know why we're going into such great detail. <laughs> why? I, mean, I don't know. Is this what happens? I've never listened to this podcast. I don't know what. Is this what happens on here? Or is this just... We're just, just going off the fucking rails. Is this, this is off the rails? It was a little off the rails. This, I thought like this would be the most tame. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just steering. I'm just steering off the rails with this oh. one. Just like, jump the rails. We'll see where it goes. Okay. Well, because we have a lot of adult performers on the show, so I'm not going to ask someone who's in the industry like, so what kind of girls are you into jerking off yeah. to? 
Yeah, I was. I wasn't even considering you interviewing a guy in the industry. I was. I was. I envisioned you asking a girl. So, what kind of cock you like? Nope. No, I'm very big on actually asking, not asking active performers stuff about like their porn preferences and shit like that. Because you can go to a million other interviews and hear them talk about that. Right. So, what do you ask about their political beliefs? Yeah, political beliefs, music, travel. But a comedian such as yourself, your porn tastes are fair game. Oh, that's great. Well, I, well okay. What I was saying is, you just like I click on a link, like, oh, that girl's hot, and then there's this weird thing where there's like this incest porn now. But I don't know that. It's <laughs> close. It's closest because it's always step sister, step brother, step mother, step. Yeah, father. but like it's. Why is that a thing, and why is that so big now? Because people are into it, obviously. I mean, I guess is that because there's lots of uh, lots of step families now, more than like divorces, people getting remarried at a higher rate now. Entirely possible. It's also could just be because it's taboo. Right. People are into. Oh, that's dirty. That's taboo. Has there ever been? You know, there's lots of these parody porns. Has there been like a Brady Bunch porn? Oh, yeah. That's been done. Yeah, I assume so. There's been a Simpsons porn where everyone was in yellow paint. See, I don't think that, that's got to be... There was a Smurfs porn while everyone was in blue paint. But that had to have been completely for... Com- like, no one was into the, like watching that. Like, this is... I want some... Gr- like, I'm sure somebody jerked off to it. That's different. Then they're just they're just... Some nah, I don't know. Hey, people are into whatever they're into. If they're into Lexi Bell painted blue, they're into Lexi Bell painted blue. That's what I'm into. I'm gonna, time to come clean. Who who? Lexi Bell. Lexi Bell. What you've told me here is you're not paying for your porn. Oh, that's I would never do that. That's ridiculous. I don't understand how anyone does that now. I remember what was there was a guy who was like dating. I think he was dating. Uh. Uh. Who the hell was that? Some supermodel. And he had like some like porn bill in the thousands. It was like, how could that? I couldn't even pay do that if I tried. But you're stealing from people at that point. I'm stealing from... So you say, I'm, I'm stealing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> By pirating porn, you are stealing from my friends. Oh, uh, well, here, take, take me away. <laughs> I don't think I'm unique. I think no, person- definitely not. And this is why porn production's down. This is why people aren't making the money they used to. Because you're not unique in any way, shape, or form. I think... Uh- but on the flip side, the industry also needs to adapt. And it is, slowly, to more personalized content. Right. A lot of girls are making their money by doing custom clips, doing personalized web shows... Because that's not the kind of stuff that you'd want to pirate. You don't want to pirate where the girl's directly talking to someone else. You don't want to watch a show where she's, you know, doing something and talking to Bob. That that wouldn't do it for you, would it? I mean, no, no. And that's the thing. That's the future of the industry is more customized content. I just figured they just sell their underwear to people. They do that too. 
or do like live webcam stuff. Well, that's what I mean by customized content. Right. Right. They do that too. But it used to be there'd be people making decent six-figure salaries. Doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, they used to actually make real films. They still do. They still make feature-length films. Wicked makes it. What I meant, when I meant that, I mean actually shot on film as opposed to video. Oh yeah, digital well, video. Yeah, reels and fucking canisters of film. Yeah, that yeah. definitely happened. The old good old days, huh? Oh, back in my day. I was talking about this on another podcast. Like the skill. You're, you're on another podcast. This is my first podcast. Really. What do you mean, really? What do you mean? I expect most comedians in LA to be able to do podcasts constantly. Uh, yeah, I just, I'm sorry. Sorry to let you down. Hey, I popped your cherry. It's cool. <laughs> do you use that line with other people, or is that just for me? That's just for you. I don't believe you. It's special, baby. It's special. I was talking about this on another episode where it's like the idea of physically editing film. Right. Like actually cutting frames and scotch tape and stuff. Yeah. That's a fucking skill. Yeah. I mean, people, it's so crazy the world we live in now. Like, there's people, like, when I write, if I write a script or something, I write, I just use Microsoft Word. And people are like buying the, like, uh, Final cut or, or the final, final, draft. final draft. Yeah, I have a copy of Final Draft. I, I do too, but it's like people used to use typewriters not that long ago. And to think of properly formatting the script with a goddamn typewriter, holy or, fuck. Or fixing, like I made a mistake. Here. Yeah, white house, roll, 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 type, type, type. And then the same thing with these, the software for editing, like the most people use Avid. I tried to use Avid once and it was the biggest, it was so complicated. Talking about Pro Tools? I'm talking... Uh, I, I was For audio or video? Video. Oh, okay. And just realized people used to just have tape and, and scissors, scissors. yeah. And scissors. And a little looking glass to look at the frame. It's, 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 very, it's really crazy. I, to this day, actually have no clue how they used to edit audio back in the day. Yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. How do you do that? Like, I have no fucking idea. Do you just do another take? You're like, that one sucked. Just do it over. I think they just did re- recorded and matched it up. It's crazy how far we've come in, what, 40 years? The 70s, they were still doing everything on analog, reel-to-reel, tape, you know, film canisters, shit like that. Right. Back when, when movies were real. Back when they made Jaws and Star Wars. They're still making Star Wars, sadly. I mean, are you sad about that? If it's anything like The Force Awakens, yeah. Hey, man. You know, it's it wasn't... Uh, I actually like some of... You know, I, it's weird. The prequels kind of grow on you now. I have to rewatch them before I can judge, because I haven't watched them since I saw them in the theaters. Okay, I'll, I, I didn't... I only saw Revenge of the Sith in the theater. I didn't see the other people. I will tell you this. If you watch the first six Star Wars, obviously episodes four through six are better, right? 
but the lightsaber battles in the prequels are way better. Well, yeah. Yeah, because... Like, not, not even close. It's not two old dudes swinging a lightsaber right, at each other. The lightsaber battle in Star Wars is horrible because it's an old guy wearing this heavy Darth Vader outfit versus another old guy, and they're just like... You can tell they're like trained actors. They're using actually fencing skills, and they're just kind of poking because fencing is just like you're poking. Right, it's about making contact. It's yeah, not- they're actually like... because. Alec Guinness, I assume, was like a Shakespearely trained actor, and that meant you trained in fencing. So that's what he's doing. And it's really, really boring. And then he just disappears. Yeah. Like, yeah. If, you were, if they re-released that with a new technology, which they might do, where they're like flying around, and then Alec Guinness gets his head chopped off or something, that would be better than just disappearing. 100%. 100%. Good. I give Rogue One all the credit in the world for using the 70s technology for the dials and shit like that. Right. Because the prequels, the technology looked fresher. Right. It's like, hey, why do we have digital displays and shit like that when we didn't really have that in the first three movies that happened after this? I mean, well, the the thing is, Lucas, when when Star Wars came out, he all he was always like trying to be the forefront of film technology, like special effects technology. Oh, yeah. So when he made the prequels, he's like, I'm going to take special effects to the next level, which he did. Right. right. And just adds horrible inconsistency in his fucking universe. I mean, look, it's at the end of the day, it's a, it's a sci-fi movie. It just got too popular and people get too crazy about it. It's just a, it's just a sci-fi movie. I agree. I agree. It's not even a great sci-fi movie. Don't at me. Please do not at me about... I enjoy Star Wars, but it's it is not the end all fucking be all. And I liked uh, what was it? I liked Dooku. I thought that was a good character. Oh, uh, Christopher Lee. Yeah, yeah. Too bad he went out like a chump. He got his head chopped off the way he should. <laughs> yeah, but it was just like, hey, in the intro of Revenge of the Sith, spoilers. Sorry, spoilers yeah. for a twenty year old movie. Ten year old. It's probably how how long? Maybe ten, maybe ten. Ten, maybe closer oh, to fifteen. Oh seven. Sure, at least 10. It would be 10, yeah. Spoilers for a 10-year-old movie. They chopped off his fucking hands and his head in like the first 10 minutes of the movie. Right. It's a little anticlimactic. Yeah. But, but Revenge of the Sith was also not about Dooku's story. It was about Anakin going cray-cray. Yeah, about him, fi- but he, him finally switching and then him fighting. The real is him fighting Obi-Wan. That's. It wasn't much of a fight. It was really just him jumping over him and getting severed. Yeah. That was a way better battle, you know? Even though there's bad dialogue in there and, like, Anakin, you're breaking my heart and all that crap. But you know what? There's bad dialogue. If you watch the, watch the first one, you're like, wow, there's bad dialogue in this. There's a ton of bad dialogue in it. It's not, it's not like this was a perfect movie. It just had good special effects for the time. And, and you know, it doesn't, any, if you, it doesn't anymore. <laughs> and really good marketing behind it. And the toys, I had every toy. Everyone had every toy. That's that's what it was about. Speaking of toys of seventies movies, um, I just I finished my Christmas shopping already, and um, I bought my older brother. We're both really into Jaws, and I bought him a Quint action figure. I didn't. If you didn't know this exists, if you don't know who Quint is, I know who Quint is. So 
so yeah, you can buy an action figure of him. Wow, they make action. Do they make an action figure of the goddamn shark too? Yes. And there, there was actually like a there was a minor character who has an action figure. I think I because I saw it, I was like, I love this movie. I don't even know who this guy is. And it was like Deputy Haggerty or something. I think it was his name. And he was just like the guy and the other cop. In the movie. What the fuck? Not not Brody. The other cop. He has an action figure. This guy who's did nothing else. Probably done Comic Con as as if he's still alive because that movie's like forty years old. Yeah, Robert Richard Drive is still alive. Well, good on him. Spielberg's still alive. Also good on him. Um, I think Roy Shire and and uh, Robert Shire are dead. So it's a good chance of people being dead. Yeah. Long fucking time ago. It was before either you or I existed. This is true, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Still holds up, though. Still holds up. Not It holds up better than if you watch Star Wars. <laughs> well, because Spielberg's always been a better director than Lucas. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. He was on a, he was on a tear for a while. I've never seen Schindler's List. What? Well, think about it. if you don't see it, like the year it comes out, are you ever going to get to your friends and be like, "Hey, you want to watch a movie?" Uh, yeah, so watch Schindler's List. Like that's not that's not a scenario that's going to happen. I watched it by myself. But like, okay, so if you didn't watch it within that first, I watched it for the first time like four years ago. Okay, well, next time I'm on the podcast, I will watch it beforehand, and then we can discuss. Excellent. I mean, as you can tell, I'm also a bit of a film nerd, so. It's weird. There's a lot of there's a lot of Hollywood apartments like this where you go in and there's just film DVDs all over, like bookcases full of movies that couldn't a lot, lot of which are never going to get watched again. No, probably not. When uh, blockbusters and Hollywood videos were going out of business, I used to scoop up shit on the cheap. Yeah, yeah. Like I may watch this one day. It's two dollars, whatever. And now those things they're not even they're not even. Uh, they don't last forever. They do like, wear out. Yeah, in like 20 years. I'll be dead by then. Yeah, you would be. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Right? No one wants me around in 20 years. I'll I be mean, really cranky. No, you'll be. I mean, we would want you, but you're. I mean, just imagine you 20 years from now. Like, is that something you want to be? Don't know. I already, I'm already at an age that I thought was fictional when I was younger. Yeah. When I was a teenager, like over 30. That that's not real. No, that's like my parents' age and shit. <laughs> yeah. Hey, my my mom had me when she was twenty five. She had my older brother when she was twenty three. My parents actually had me in their thirties. Oh, but it's still like as a teenager, it was still the thought of being in your thirties was like, oh my god, that's like parents and adults and shit like that. And I do have plenty of friends that are my age that have a bunch of kids. Still don't comprehend it. Isn't it weird? Like, I hung out with a friend, uh, my friend Brad Hoover, who I lived in Madrid with. I saw him recently. And he, like, he, he drives a minivan and has two daughters. And it's like, this is so weird. It's so weird. Definitely. Oh, a female friend of mine has a kid who is starting high school. It's like, the fuck? Your kid is... Not much younger of than some girls I try to holler at. 
What do you mean try to holler? Like you try to holler and no holler comes out? It's, a, it's an expression, right? It's something the kids say. I don't know if the kids... Do the kids say that? I have no fucking idea. I try to holler at? Is, try it, to, is, is it holler or holla? Holla. I try to holla at. Yeah, I try hey, to holla. Hey, baby, I'm hollering at you? Or exactly. Is that, is, that, is that... Kids? What is it? I'm so lost. Anyway, I don't know. That, I feel like that's what the millennials So Clancy say. Brown, he was in... <laughs> he was in Pet Highlander. Cemetery, Highlander... Highlander. Uh, Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank Redemption. Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. He was in he was in a show that I think I canceled really quickly called Sleepy Hollow. I think he like dies in the first episode and never saw like, it. Boy, it was it's pretty terrible. Pretty terrible. You should look it up. We should you should watch that, Sleepy Hollow, and then I'll watch Schindler's List and we'll compare. Well, Schindler's List is actually good. Yeah. It's debatable. I mean, there's lots of movies that win Oscars where you're like, really? No, it's really good. It's actually good. Sleepy Hollow apparently was on for four seasons. Four seasons? Clancy Brown pulling the paychecks. <laughs> I don't know. It, according to Google users, 89% of fucking Google users like that show. <sighs> that says more about Google users than it does about Sleepy Hollow. Where's the goddamn Wikipedia for this thing? Or the IMDb? Um... There it is. <laughs> Nominated for one primetime Emmy. Oh, not didn't win. What who, what beat it out? I'm not going to even bother to look up that. I don't care enough. Uh, let's see if Clancy Brown was actually even on that show. Do 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 do. Things I'll edit in post. Things you'll edit in post. No, leave this. Leave this in. Just leave the awkward pause. Can you tell at what point people turn it off? <laughs> Can you tell, like, hey, hey, the, everyone stopped tuning tops. Laughable can actually tell me that if I hit them up. Be like, so what time do people just say, fuck this, I'm out? <laughs> Clancy Brown was on for nine episodes, by the way. Nine? Nine. From 2013 to 2017, nine episodes. Yeah. Well, good Playing point. Sheriff August Corbin. Yeah. That could... Well, I might as well pull, while I have IMDb up, I might as well look at uh, Clancy Brown's IMDb. Yeah. That is like the weirdest picture of Clancy Brown. Does he have like white hair now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. With long white hair. Yeah, he's old. Yeah, but the long hair is kind of what's, weird. What's he, what's he, he's known for SpongeBob? That's what he's known for? <laughs> yeah. He plays <laughs> Mr. Krabs. Clancy Brown plays Mr. Krabs? What the fuck? <laughs> I've never seen SpongeBob. No, that's super weird. I never thought Clancy Brown. Wow. Mind blown. Mind blown right there. Right. Otherwise, his, uh, his known force are pretty predictable. Shawshank, sh- uh, Starship Troopers. Oh, that's right. Starship Troopers. He's the drill sergeant. Yeah. Do you want to live forever? Yeah, he was. Uh, that's a good movie. I wouldn't go that far. It's a fun movie. I mean. That is a movie that I have no clue why they departed so far from the book. I didn't know there was a book. Oh, yeah. It's a Robert Heinlein novel. And I just know Dookie Hauser is in it. He is. He is. In the book, it is all about honor and duty. Yeah. And also in the book, they use fucking powered armor. So you've read the book. Oh, yeah. Once or multiple times? Multiple times. It's actually one of my favorite science fiction novels. Where, is it in your top five science fiction novels? Yeah, I would say so. What are the other four? Where is it? Where is it? What's number one science fiction novel? 
That's actually probably it because I don't read that much. <laughs> so it's just one. It's one. It's one I've read multiple times. Yeah. No, you don't go to the classics, old Jules Verne or anything? Fuck the time machine. <laughs> um, With his Victorian fuck. Bleh. But seriously, in the book, they have power. I was being serious. Do you go as <laughs> Jules Verne? Yeah, I'm not into it. I'm not into all it. Right, all right. But I'm saying, in the book, they use powered armor. They drop from space in like cannons uh-huh. in the powered armor. And then they're bouncing miles at a time, dropping gr- grenades off their backs instead of being Vietnam in space. Hey, man, sometimes you just got to make it give the people what they want to see rather than <laughs> follow what people have the budget for because they didn't have the budget to fucking have a bunch of powered armor in 2000 something I, I know I just felt it was an entertaining movie oh it's definitely entertaining I definitely own it you de- well you might be a hoarder so you owning something does not mean it's significance to you liking it because you just like everything I do not like everything believe me I do not like everything do you like incest porn? Not so much. Not, not so it. much means uh, like kind of like it. Well, I just ignore the plot. Yeah. Like, oh, two hot people having sex? Yeah, I'm into that. I just ignore the fucking plot. Just mute. Yeah. Two <laughs> sex mute. Don't you like kind of the... Isn't that the thing with straight porn that you like? Like, we like, assuming you are straight... <laughs> we like the comedic part of it, and like that gay porn or lesbian porn is not doesn't have the comedic nature in it. I have no clue. I've never watched gay porn. <laughs> well, a friend of mine sent me this clip once. This is this is not this is going to a different subject. He sent me this clip recently. It was just a te- like a thirty second video, and it was it seemed like from the quality of the video, it was from either the eighties or seventies. And there's a guy laying on a bed, and then this woman comes in, and she's like, you're ready for me? And he's like, oh, my God. And then you notice she's missing her leg. She's got, like, kind of a stub leg, which is not – it doesn't look like it's amputated. It just looks like her leg didn't form right. And then she um, puts this stub up his ass and and stub fucks him now, is that gay porn or is that straight porn? Because it's man, woman. It's straight. It's straight. So, okay. Does that, does that make that guy gay? If, if you're taking a female's leg up your butt, are you gay? No, not at all. Hell, Playboy said tw- maybe 15, 20 years ago in an article, it is not homosexual to be digitally penetrated. That doesn't mean... Are they, do they, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Dig- what is digitally penetrated? With digits. Oh, Digits. Yeah, digitally. Digits. I was thinking like a, uh, a microchip up your ass. That doesn't make you gay either. <laughs> I mean, it's a little gay. But... Um, and there's nothing wrong with being gay. I'm just not into it for me. Right. Yeah. I actually sent... I have a, a, a gay uh, porn star friend. His name is... Uh, his gay porn name is uh, Alessandro Del Toro, which is not his real name. But I sent him this clip. And he is a gay porn star. And his response was, oh, my God. Well, yeah. It's still pretty fucked up. 
straight gay whatever it's that's pretty yeah, fucked up yeah he he does uh I think he does a lot of fisting porn, not receiving. He is the he's like a, he's known for his fist in the porn industry, in the gay porn industry. Well, good on him. Shit. I mean, we all need a niche in this world. We're all providing a certain. So hey, if you're out there and you're like, I need some gay, gay fisting porn, Google him and then pay for it because he needs money. <laughs> or just he could use make him make my friends some money. See, this is why you shouldn't steal porn. You're taking food out of performers' mouths. Right. Yeah. You seem unconvinced. No, I'm just having like flashbacks of... Uh, of him fisting a dude? No, just... just he was... Uh, it was weird. He, he would like... He was living... At one point, he was living in my friend Rainey's living room. And he, he just like didn't have much money. And he would just come in there and just like... He would walk in and go... What's up, bitches? That's what he would always say. What's up, bitches? And then we just go to sleep in the middle of the floor with like people around. <laughs> and then he would he would just be out. And it's like that's where I am for the night. And I have insomnia, and I just look at this. This is insane. Like it takes me. It's hard. I have to go to sleep. Like it has to be quiet and dark, and I have to be on a couch or a bed. I think semi semi like a normal person. I assume people don't need all those things, but I, that was what they I... They certainly help in most cases. They help, right? I don't need... But to just be like, any, in a room, light, lights on, a bunch of people, I'm just going to lay here in the middle of you, and I'm out. This is, this is me for the night. Hey, it's a skill. It is. It's, it's very remarkable. Just imagine you were like, what's up, bitches? And then you just hit the floor, and that, that was it. I mean, I've done that drunk. This was not drunk. This was just... Well, I mean, sometimes it was drunk. <laughs> Fair enough. But um, anyway. Well, I I actually, Rich, it is going to be about that time. We're going to wrap. R- this is just getting somewhere. No. Well, fine. We can keep going. We can no, definitely we can keep gonna, going. That's, that's, I, I hope this went well. I hope I live up to expectations. No, it definitely did. Hell, we would normally keep going a little bit longer, but I have to drive to Vegas at 1.45 in the morning. So. Oh, my God. That's too bad. Why do you have to go to Vegas? I got work shit I got to do there. All right. Well, I hope you you don't lose some money. I hope you win. Me too. I definitely hope I win. I have some spearmint rhino chips I could have given you, but I don't. Oh, I'm not going to strip club. <laughs> Unless someone's paying me to be there. Okay. That happens. It does happen occasionally. People pay you to go to strip clubs? Mm-hmm. Part of what I've done in the adult entertainment industry is... I've been the guy who goes on the road with girls who dance at strip clubs. So I'll be the dude who scoops dollars for the feature. And shit. Oh, okay. So, yeah. You're, you're a scooper. No, I'm a roadie. <laughs> a roadie. So I, I generally don't go to strip clubs unless I'm getting paid to be there. Right. You ever get uh, shot with an ejaculate while you're doing that job? Thankfully, no. People you, tend to keep it in their pants and right. just come in their pants. Right. You had some near misses? Yeah, just... Matrix dodge that shit. Yeah, straight back. You got that's you gotta you, gotta, you have that skill. You gotta be quick. All right. Well, I guess. Um, so, Rich, where can the audience find you on social media? Find your comedy. Um, you can find my Instagram is uh, Richard. My full name Richard Joseph Jordan, and um, I have a website Richard Jordan Comedy, 
And that has links to everything, which my YouTube channel, which I've neglected over the years, um, which I think is just Richard Jordan videos. And um, I wish I had a Venmo if you want to send me money. That would be great. (laughs) Isn't that what all the kids are doing these days? Definitely. And uh, look out for Time Garbage. What's Time Garbage? It's a cartoon that's in the works. We'll, I'll let you know more. All right. Where can they find Time Garbage? Just Google it? No, it's not, it's not. It doesn't exist yet. It's in the works. Oh, okay. So it's in pre-production. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you for doing the show. My pleasure. As always, you can find me at Matt underscore Slayer on Twitter, Matt Slayer on Instagram, Matt F and Slayer on Facebook, Matt Slayer on Snapchat. You can find the podcast at And Now We Drink on Twitter at And Now We Drink underscore on Instagram. And at Now We Drink on Facebook. Cheers, all. Cheers.